Welcome, dear listener, to another Hometime Podcast and another time travel mood sliding doors moment. Richie Firth, as he stands here, is about to go and watch an Arsenal European game. Uh, and you don't know in a few hours whether you're going to be in a brilliant mood going home or no, an awful mood. The really weird thing is this sliding doors thing, as you say, the person listening to this podcast, uh, the football match is probably done and dusted now. Over, yeah. And they're sat there thinking, oh, he had a great night. Or they're sat there laughing, thinking, Poor Richie. Well, you're on tape now, right? This is this is being recorded. What yeah. do you want to say to your, let's say, annoyed self if Arsenal are to lose? What do you want to say to angry, oh, stay well away, Richie, because Arsenal have lost? Uh, I will say to him, I can understand your anger because it felt like that Arsenal had turned the corner. So no wonder you were going there feeling optimistic. What do you want to say to um, almost slightly unbearable tweeting because you've won, Richie, that's on the way home? I would say to him, remember there are supporters of lesser clubs <laughs> who are going through difficult times. Rein it in a bit. Still a little bit smug, but I understand the sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how he gets on. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Now, here is a classic piece of film music. You'll recognise this immediately. Uh, it is uh, from a classic Bond movie, uh, You Only Live Twice. Which Gorgeous has, bit of music, oh, isn't it? a beautiful it? piece of music. And a classic baddie in this. You immediately see Blofeld and you know there's your baddie. He's the he's like the quintessential. I can't think of a more baddie baddie than him. Do I mean, you know what I mean? He's stroking a cat. He's stroking a cat. He's got that weird Beatles weird crossover with the top of his jacket and the Beatles used to wear the collarless jacket yeah, for a bit as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange crossover that. 1967, 60s. So you know, maybe that's where he got it from. That's what know. it is. Maybe he's a big fan of the Beatles. Here's the thing, right? And I know this isn't necessarily a Bond film uh, that uh, this producer was talking about, but uh, an interview I read today with Rian Johnson, who uh, did the most recent Star Wars film, uh, gave this interesting little piece of movie gossip. And he said that Apple will not allow baddies in movies to have iPhones. Wow, so if you want your baddie in your film to have an iPhone, they just won't, they won't let you let them have it at all. They're happy for your product placement and for your goodies and your heroes to have the iPhone, but if they find out it's going to fall in the hands of a baddie, no, you're not allowed one. Wow. So back in the day, if Blofeld had a mobile phone, you can be certain he wouldn't have had an iPhone. That's mad, isn't it? See, movies, TV shows, they're littered with this kind of thing. I read further into the article today. I've had a, I've had a quiet day. You've had a lovely day, haven't you? Back in the day, Kiefer Sutherland, classic seminal TV show 24. Uh-huh. All right, all the goodies in CTU, they're all on their Macs. All the baddies, all the people up to no good, they were all on their Windows laptops. Which is interesting, because that means that Windows or Microsoft or whatever would have been completely fine with the baddie element of it. <laughs> exactly, they had they didn't have a problem whatsoever. They were just happy to be in 24. Actually, if you've tried to do an upload to any of them, you can understand why. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? OK, you might look at Blofeld and think, oh, there's your baddie, but you'd know straight off he's a baddie. Yeah. These days, you can look at a film and think, right, what mobile are they on? Then you'll work out if it's a baddie or not. So I thought we could put together your list of your movie stereotypes, signs that you can spot the baddie a mile off. I pride myself, particularly at Christmas, uh, at being able to work out who done it or who's the baddie. Daddy, yeah. whatever, in the opening 10 minutes of any TV programme or, or movie. So let's go for this, right? OK, 8, 12, 15 to text us. You can tweet at Absolute Radio. Let's put together that list. Sign
signs that you can spot a movie baddie a mile off? I'll start you off with one. Goes for a swim in the morning. <laughs> something inherently psychopathic about people who go, who've got the self-control to go for a swim before they go to work. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Ashley on Facebook has said they're played by Mark Strong. The number of times I've seen Mark Strong play a baddie... I'm going to have to Google him. Oh, you'd know him immediately. You'd look at him and say, oh, he's playing the baddie. You'd Hold know him immediately. You, you, I tell me, you will. I'm Googling him. He's Google imaging Mark Strong. Oh, he's 100% a baddie. <laughs> Straight off all the time. Although he was quite a nice guy in 1917. Very good point. That's the only time... Because like, you got out of the car and I thought, oh, he's just going to, like, punch him or something. Because he thought he's a baddie. I thought he's a baddie. Yeah. And I, I, I thought, fair play, he's actually been all right there. Every rule has the exception. It, it does. Uh, this text says, if uh, they live in a deserted volcano, baddies all day long. <laughs> it's a giveaway, isn't it, really? Chris in Middlesbrough says, the baddies who chase people always chase them upstairs or to the roof of a building. Why do people always go up and over to escape a baddie? That's a really good point. <laughs> if you're fleeing from a baddie, mix it up. <laughs> Stay lateral. That's a good point. Uh, Andy's hanging on. What are you always looking out for, Andy? Any movie that you see and you see a baddie in the movie, like you, you always see a car pull up and then it'll zoom in to the bottom of the door. The door will open and you just see the leg pop out. You know what yes. I mean? And then it'll, it'll sort of pan out and you'll see, like, this man in a suit and sunglasses or whatever. Like winkle pickers. Kind of a, yeah. a, a polished winkle picker getting out of the car. Yeah, that's it. Andy, I've got to ask you, what's cooking in the background? Oh, that's that's my uh, machine I'm using at work. Oh, right, don't, don't tell us what it is. Just have a listen. <laughs> Go on. Richie's going to guess. I think okay. this is some kind of filing machine. You're filing nope. something down, filing something off. Are you steaming something off? No. Can you put your phone <laughs> even closer to it so it's louder? There you go. I think he's frying onions off for a bolognese. <laughs> Andy, you're going to have no. to tell us, what are you doing? No, that, that's a chiller on... Uh, it's a laser-cutting machine. It's cut fabric. Laser-cutting machine? That's straight out of a Bond movie. In fact, I think that was in <laughs> yeah. a Bond movie. I bet he's got a swanky leg with a black shoe on right now. I bet he has. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, Colin from Suffolk says, Guys, in Star Wars, the Empire, in brackets the baddies, always walk everywhere in a purposeful way, just walking. Whereas the rebels, in brackets the Jedi, are always running around like they're having a dreadful hurry. That's a very good point. They're rushing around everywhere. It's a good point. Some actual Star Wars intel there. Uh, Don, what do you spot a mile off? Well, I spot a really bad South African accent a mile off because I'm a South African. And for some reason, Hollywood South African accents are like the worst possible South African accents. <laughs> and then they are never good guys. They're always the worst of the worst. I think um, one of your guys was quite a baddie in... Oh, what was the one with it? It was Danny Glover and uh, Mel Gibson. Oh! Yeah, one of the... Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, no, this is like watching <laughs> telly with my mum and dad. <laughs> yeah. Danny Glover and Mel Gibson, you Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Lethal Weapon, says oh, producer sorry. Nick. Lethal Weapon, yeah, That's yeah. That's it. One of your fellow yeah, the countrymen. Blonde, the blonde-haired guy. Yes. He's, just, he's not South African, he just put on the accent for the movie. There That's you go. You know. So, Jay, you have a yeah. good guy? Can you remember an instance of a South African person being a good guy in a, in a movie? 
No. I mean, I can barely remember South African being a good guy anyway. <laughs> oh, Don! <laughs> oh. Do you know what's interesting hearing from you from this? Because I'd say there was a, I'd say there is a stereotype of also your 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 British, your English accent. Yes, yeah. you know, it's certainly in a Hollywood movie. You know, you've got quite a few English baddies, but Don, you're spotting them with your fellow South Africans. We're all in the baddie group. We're in the baddie gang together. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Freddie has a really good point to finish off with. Baddies always seem to half-eat and throw away their apples. That's, that is a really good point. <laughs> Just chuck them away. Got stuff to do. Got got uh, fiendish plans to hatch. And this one is absolutely spot on. Uh, in a Columbo movie, the baddie is always the first person you see. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Tomorrow, big, big day for Richie and I and the Home Time Show. Uh, tickets go on sale for 80s versus 90s live at Dingwalls mm-hmm. in central London. Uh, it was so good when we did it a few months ago. We're doing it again. It was brilliant to meet so many of you down there as well. And it's going to be bigger and better this time also. So tickets on sale for that 9am tomorrow morning, a tenner a pop. We would love to see you there on April 24th. However, with ticketing comes great responsibility. Oh, yeah. I always find tickets quite a scary thing in terms of being <laughs> responsible for them. And this, for me, stems all the way back to my two dear friends who, just after we'd finished uh, like A-levels, but before they were due to go to university, saved up together uh, and were due to go on this trip around the world. And one of them, my friend Andy, left their, the pair of their tickets and his passport in duty-free and couldn't find it. No. Couldn't get on the flight, missed their flight, had to reboot the whole damn thing. No. And ever since then, I've been terrified of ticketing disasters. And with these tickets going on sale tomorrow morning, 480s versus 90s live, we thought we'd, o- we'd open the floor this hour of the show for your ticketing disaster stories. Maybe forgetting them, leaving them somewhere, not even getting them in the first place. Anything goes. See, look, it's 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, so what you should be thinking right now as you get in your car and you drive home for a lovely evening and all that kind of thing, think about what's going on in your life at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah. Is it going to stand in the way of you booking yourself your tickets? Don't have a versus 90s live too. All right? Don't have a disaster. Tonight, I am going to Arsenal versus Olympiacos, meeting friends there. I have yes. the tickets for the game in my bag. Wow. So I am actually that person who is at risk tonight of a ticketing disaster, not just for myself, but for other people. You could be trapped on a tube train on the way over there. Exactly. could be delayed by an hour or They're so. They're stood by a statue or a lamppost or a fish and chip shop going, where is he? He said he'd be here. Calling you for everything. Of course they would. That's a ticketing disaster. It would be a ticket. Well, it depends on how the result goes. <laughs> well, to I went to the last one and that was a ticket disaster. <laughs> but you'd be better now. That was a disaster of a result. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. I'll throw my hat in the ring with this one very quickly. Uh, my brother Simon was in charge of booking us accommodation when we went up to watch the last game of the Everton season. It's quite a few years ago now. It was in the era of the James Beattie era. Right, yeah. Remember those uh, halcyon days. Final game of the season against Portsmouth. Uh, and he booked us... Uh, we, we were going to stay up near where my uncle lives and crew so Simon's like I'll do all the accommodation booked us into a hotel in Sandbach called the Saxons Cross right and it was like 20 pounds for a double room each and we thought that's incredibly cheap and when we got there there's no nice way of putting this it's kind of a hotel that you might pay by the hour <laughs> right, I, slept fully cl- I slept with my coat on 
I've never, never... And it was pulled down. It was knocked down. I think if you live in the Sandbach area, if you remember the Saxon Cross, <laughs> I think it was flattened almost a week after okay. we left. <laughs> and he has never lived that down. <laughs> Thanks, Si. 8.12.15 for your text. This is a good one. Back in the days of, of recycling, when it was early days, I was in charge of looking after ferry tickets to and from our French holiday. It was not until our return and lining up to board the ferry, I realised that I had recycled our tickets during the Jeet Tidy Up. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> That's the other bit. It's with great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. Debbie, tell us your ticketing disaster. Oh, it was awful. I booked a really nice hotel in Brighton, thought we'd make a nice couple of days of it. Hang on, so and who are you going to see? Who are you seeing in Brighton? Paul Weller. Right, oh, OK. Oh, nice. Making a weekend yeah. of it, right? Checked the tickets just before we left, and I'd booked him in Bournemouth. Oh. <laughs> so. so you had a hotel in Brighton, but the gig was in Bournemouth? Yes. And you discovered so. that on the drive down? On, yeah, in the morning, just getting ready to get in the car. Just thought, check, got the tickets. <laughs> oh, no, so what did, you, what did you do with the whole accommodation thing, then? We had the worst B&B I've ever stayed in. <laughs> it, it, was, it was like student accommodation. The breakfast was inedible. And all I kept thinking is, I've got my £15 breakfast down the road in Brighton. Oh, no. And I'm stuck uh, in Bournemouth. And I'm stuck, uh, in Brighton, and I'm stuck in Bournemouth. And my family won't let me live it down. Do you I'm know what? I'm such a stubborn person. I think I might have gone and seen Paul Weller and then driven yeah. the hour and a half along the coast in Brighton well, just to have that I nice breakfast. I thought about it, but I thought, no, I'd rather have a few, a few drinks. Well, fun. Let's, let's end this surely on a positive. Was Weller good when you saw him? He was, as always. I think that's the third or fourth time I've seen him. He's amazing. Well, Debbie, make sure you don't make the same mistake when you book your tickets tomorrow oh, morning for 80s versus <laughs> 90s live. Yeah, I'll be on the phone, that looks good. Remember to get Great. your tickets for the Bournemouth one, not the Brighton one. <laughs> yeah, I will. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Rob, what happened to you? Basically, we're just, we're just going to Athens. Uh, as, as I said on my text, really, we're just going to Athens, uh, uh, me and my girlfriend. And, um, yeah, things were a bit tense, I guess, but we were on the plane, we went through all the bag, you know, all the controls you have to go to to get on the plane. And she just, yeah, we, we both sat down and then she just got off the plane. Ended it there and then? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Wow, so is this when they'd already closed the doors or did she get back out when everyone else was getting on? We were on, the plane was full, I guess, so we must have had about ten minutes or something before, you know, we are due to go. She's got up and said, yeah, that's it, goodbye. So, Rob, what happens next then? Do you fly off or do you get off the plane with her or...? No, 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 I just sat there, I had to, because we had a conversation and it was just, you, you, you can't just walk up a plane. So well, there was no attempt to chase her through uh, departures, that you know, and uh, reconcile or anything like that? No, I was in shock. I was, I was just, you can't walk off a plane, you know. You say what you like about Rob, he does not walk off a plane. No, he doesn't. Doesn't no. walk off a plane. No, no, Rob does not walk off a plane, because you can't do that, because that's, you know, you walk on a plane, you've got bags on there, you can't just walk off So you, you instead then had to have a nice holiday in Athens then, on, on your tod. Uh, I did, yeah, it was lovely, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And then on the way back, what happened on the way back? Because obviously there was uh, dual tickets, so it was one of those things whereby they were expecting somebody else to be there as well, return tickets. And, um, yeah, I, I just got in there and I just called up to the front and said, um, where is this lady? And I went, oh, she's not, she's not here. <laughs> Rob, you've become a security risk. <laughs> 
Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. It's a tough act to follow this evening because there's no way Danielle can compete with whether Richie wore his PJs or not. <laughs> if you remember on yesterday's show, I bought us a matching set of... Uh, a full twin set of pyjamas each because it's a shame. They're in the movie like The uh, the Irishman, the Scorsese film, De Niro, and, uh, Scorsese, De Niro and Pacino wearing them in a lot of the scenes. But nowadays, in 2020, it seems like the, the full pyjama set is a thing of the past. Well, we discovered it very much on this show with a scientific survey that said four out of five home time listeners uh, go to bed naked I'm still struggling to come to terms with that I can't look any of them in the eye as we do well, this show well I am one of those nude people and uh, I decided I would accept your challenge to wear the PJs last night so a lot of people have been texting in uh, and tweeting overnight about this sweepstake we were running yeah with. I know what time you would kick them off and absolutely uh, get fed up with the PJs we'll get to that in a second uh, so I'm a man of routine 10 o'clock is my bedtime so how did it go 10pm you went you, you were getting in your bed yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Did you get them on a bit early and walk around the house and acclimatise? No, no, no. A usual routine of stripping off, but then, of course, I had to put something on. So the PJs went on. Right. So then I'm ready for bed. Did, um, can I just ask, did you have boxer shorts on underneath the... No. I would... I why, would say, would I, why would I do that if I normally sleep naked? I know, but you have to have... Why the, would I put two layers on? The full PJ experience, uh, experience is surely um, boxer shorts. Really? no, no. no. Just, uh, okay. just the PJs. All right. I'd have to say it wasn't quite as hot as I feared it was going to be. That's my first bit of research. Good start. Um, I'd have to say that the top came off immediately. There you go. You, like, you picture no that way. in your own minds, folks. I'm like, no way. This is the, these buttons. They're they're irritating me already. So you woke up a little bit later on and then chucked the chuck the. No, uh, no, 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 no. I, I went to bed. In the full PJ set, and within about 10 seconds, I took the top off. I'm did like, nah, this isn't going to work. Didn't even get to use this pocket there and everything. So <laughs> no, the pocket. pointless pocket. But then I did shut my eyes and try and sleep with the pyjama bottoms on. That was as close as I was going to get. And how was that? How was What feeling was that like? Is that nice? I didn't like it. Okay. I didn't like it at all. What was wrong with it? I fell asleep for a certain amount of time, and then I woke up, and I found that... How shall we put... I found that movement was restricted... And or your legs and stuff. No, and there wasn't the requisite airflow that I would normally want down there. See, I'm, I'm concerned where this is going. This, if it's if it's front, that's quite bad. If it's back, maybe that's even worse. <laughs> Dare I even ask? So they came off. Right, they came off. They came off. And it was dark, it was the den of night. It was the den of night, yes. Sleep had happened. And so you went back to your base standard of completely naked. naked. Yeah. naked. Yeah. Right, well, the votes are in in terms of what the home time listeners thought <laughs> was the actual time that you whipped them off, and we're going to find out <laughs> the official time next. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. I can't even understand. Here we are, Absolute Radio, a Thursday night, and this is a tense cliffhanger. It is, though, isn't it? Well, we're saying it is. Whether it is for people, I don't know. The Richie Fur, <laughs> when do the pyjamas come off sweepstake that people have been texting and tweeting in about over... It's been 24 hours, this. It has been, yeah. Uh, so how long was Richie going to last last night in the PJs that I bought him, the matching set? Mandy Wilson says he wasn't going to wear them to just to get on Bush's nerves. She uses worse language, but you, uh, there was a photo of you on Twitter in them. Yeah. So we know you did put them on. I did put them on. Kathy 
Kathy Wall says 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Way too hot in pajamas. Nude sleeping all the way. Uh, Angela says, uh, was it 1 a.m.? We'll struggle with the pockets. She adds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ollie G says, a quid on 10:30. Will he wear it on his journey back home? They look natural enough for a smart, casual outfit, so I think he'd get away with it and then break them in slowly. <laughs> and then other votes go from Sean Chalkwright saying, please be around t- uh, 2 a.m. And Michelle says, 1:11 a.m. Well, I know you've only read out a, uh, a selection of the many that have come through there, but none were close. Um, it all came off, and I went naked again at 11:15. Well, that's quite early. Yeah, so I'd done, I'd done 75 minutes of sleep woke up I was like oh no I don't like this it's all claggy they're coming off and off they came so you kicked them off yeah back to nudes yes as you were never be worn again that's it done and dusted for the PJs you got it if you got anywhere near that did anyone get near that I don't think they did get near that no I've got anywhere close there's no money in it anyway so there you go Time podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. It's not quite a happy birthday today, but uh, it's, a, it's a hats off to Bob Waiton. That's a cracking name. You may not have heard of him, but uh, he's set to be named the world's oldest man, and he's in Hampshire, and he's 111. Wow. That's a, we don't normally get old, the world's oldest person, do we, over in this country? No, you're quite right. Um, he is is expected to be named as the new record holder. He was born on the 29th of March, 1908. Wow. Um, the really weird thing is, he was born on exactly the same day as the world's oldest lady, who is also British. So we currently hold the oldest man and the oldest woman in the world. Yes, well, he's waiting to be ratified. Here's the weirdest thing, right, about being the world's oldest person. You only become the world's oldest person on the death of someone else. Oh, yeah. I've never really thought about it like that. That's a bit of a downer, isn't it? Yes. So the actual phrasing of the article, he's expected to be named as the new record holder, it's because some 112-year-old has, has sadly died. So there's no kind of uh, bit to the press where you're holding on to like, your shirt like you've just signed for a football club with 111 on it? as your number, because <laughs> no. that seems a bit bad taste because no. matey boys just died. Well, oh. he, has, he has got a birthday cake in the picture, which has got three candles that are ones. OK, so he is celebrating a little bit, <laughs> isn't he? is he? a little bit. A little bit, bit he's celebrating. But good on you, Bob. Fair play to him. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. World oldest man trivia for you, all right? Bob, Hampshire, 111 years old, wow. about to be named the world's oldest man. Um, how many kings or queens do you think he's seen in his time? Oh, I don't reckon it's as many as you think. I reckon it's f- three. Five. Oh, well, that's a bit more than I thought. All right, uh, obviously Queen Elizabeth in there for quite some time. OK, yeah, yeah. That's that one, all right. I like okay. that one. How many prime ministers do you think Bob's seen? Bob's seen... I think he's seen 25 Prime Ministers. 22? Very close. He's done very well at this. The one other question is, do you think Newcastle have ever won a trophy in his time on this planet? Hang on, let me just check. No. (laughs) Still no. (laughs) Sorry, that was really unfair. Newcastle Newcastle fans, that's really unfair. I I feel bad about that. I feel really. Let's hope Bob's not one. I know. Really, I feel really. Newcastle fans are all lovely, aren't they? They always take their tops off, and even when it's freezing cold, and I've just said that about them. I'm an Everton fan. I don't. I don't need any fights. So I reverse out of that. One more question: How many Olympic Games do you think Bob has seen in London? No, none. Three. Three. Yes. Twenty. Of course. Twenty twelve. Oh yeah, I remember that one. And then there was the nineteen oh eight games. Didn't know that. And then there was another one in the forties. I think. Wow. 
Or 50s. Bob's seen some stuff, hasn't he? Hasn't he? He has seen some stuff. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Now, a couple of bits of business for you. Uh, next week, there's going to be a new signature tune to play us out of the podcasts. So, thank you to Duo, who've been fantastic. They have been very, very good. And they certainly made us a little bit more highbrow. Here's the other thing for you. Next week, you might be able to get your podcast a little bit earlier in today. Uh, because for one week and one week only, we are looking after the Dave Berry Breakfast Show. We'll be getting up at four o'clock in the morning. Look at the state of us. <laughs> yeah. But you'll still get your home time podcast, because that's what we are. Yeah. But it'll just come out a little bit earlier because we'll have done the show earlier. So, yeah, maybe catch us a little bit earlier and make sure you listen on Monday to our brand new band and thank you to Duo. And here they are, one final... Time. Yeah.